Welcome to the 200% Life Podcast, your weekly insights to spiritual growth and business success with Adam Hergenrother and Hallie Warner. So, you know, I left social media. I have been, my whole entire Instagram feed, my Facebook feed has been covered with graduation stuff, um, with kids, award ceremonies. Um, I think they're called like step-up ceremonies, like all these end of, end of school things. And of course, part of that is participation trophies. So I'm really interested to hear what your thoughts are on just what, I don't know what they even give, give, give kids these days, participation trophies, is it some sort of awards? And I'm really interested to hear what your philosophy is on that, because I've always been a bit above the opinion that, uh, I don't like them, but I don't have kids, you know? So like, I don't know, like what, what are kids doing these days and how, how are you navigating that conversation with them? Do you paint your office? No. You didn't? I mean, it, it, why was all it's this? It's white. It's been white for a while. Oh, how come you took everything out of it? Is the flooring that I'm just, I'm curious for all the people that can't see this, <laughs> yeah. Hallie's got a new office at yes, her house. So we yes. did all new flooring and then we, I did have an accent wall, which is now painted white. And now I'm doing a built-in bookshelf so that I can have floor to ceiling books, which will soon be color coordinated like behind me, but I'm not there yet. Yes. What is, uh, do you have like, let me just ask you a question. Do you have like a selection of which books are going to be in visible view? Which ones are going to be up top? Have you already thought through yes, that? I no? Yes, I have. Yes. I mean, it'll be, it'll be, I'm curious how many people listening would actually do that. I, if I was doing a bookshelf, it'd be as how fast can I get the books up there no. in no particular order. I've actually like, I've kind of missed them. They're in boxes in the garage. And I even told Billy yesterday, like, I actually kind of like miss my books. I, I need to be surrounded. It's like looking at them or just grabbing them and reading them. Oh, everything. Yeah. I mean, I yeah. love books, not just reading them, but I literally love everything about books. With me, I can't help. Yeah. It makes me it makes me think about the fact that I put my skis away for winter and I miss looking at my yeah, skis. Me? I wonder if it's the same thing. Like oh, yeah. it's like actually I, this weekend I went to a vintage, well, it's a used bookstore and I found this amazing book from 1905. Um it was like the history of World War. No, it was just the history of the United States. But the way that they make books back then, I mean, this book was beautiful. Um, and then yeah. actually I found another one that was from World War II and it was called it was from the War Department all about the chief of staff plans and like war preparation. And I'm like, I need to have this book. It's from 1950. And uh, I'm going to read most of it and see what they have to say about the chief of staff role. That's awesome. Well, going back to your uh, the original question, it's it's really timely that this is a, a topic of conversation. I know it's, it's filled over social media everywhere, but I, there's been a lot of parent discussion about how many activities just in general, forget about, I think feel like there's two conversations, one participation and the other one just there of just interactions with schools um, in terms of like there's awards and then there's a picnic for every kid. And then by the way, we're also going to do a breakfast for every kid. Then there's a tug of war and then there's this stuff and we want all the parents to come. And literally it's like, it's like you have to take a week off at the end of the, week, the year in order to do those different things. And and you see my calendar, I only, I'm only going to like half of them. Like there's the majority of them. They're just, they're there. And it's, uh, I don't remember that ever being that way when I was in school at all. My mom ran an in-home daycare, so she got like a week off a year and that was it. Like she couldn't just like leave because there was 11 kids that relied on her to do that. And my dad worked nights, so they never came. And, and I didn't feel like I, they, I don't feel like I missed out on anything from having that. I do, um, we got a picnic the other day and I remember I turned to a couple parents and I said, you know, it's challenging that, you know, it's nice that we have the flexibility to be able to come here, but there's a lot of parents that can't. And I feel bad for those kids, their parents are thinking like somehow like they're, they're not whatever psychological issue that is raised from that, even as though that's special that or they're as cared of. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 
Um, I will uh, saying that I do love going to this school and I love participating and I love being part of it. In fact, I actually got, I was crying yesterday at, um, I did. It's like, uh, at my, uh, at Maddie's, um, awards, they gave up like these funny awards and, and, uh, she gave a little speech about Maddie's and she had like the fashionita award. Cause Maddie always not necessarily because of her fashion, because she always like dresses up to bring smiles to people's faces. And so she always has like funny hats on or funny glasses like she's my one daughter who will shower the minute she gets up and puts on makeup. Like literally like nobody taught her. Like my older daughter just barely started doing that. And there's six years almost difference. Mm-hmm. And so it's not like, and you know, Sarah doesn't really do much of that either. So it's like, she just like, it's in there. Like I don't know for what it was, but um, it's, it's, it's fun to go there and participate in there. Um, we were uh, the whole participation trophy is a funny uh, conversation uh, we, we were coaching three, four boys, grades three, four lacs. Um, we won the state championship. And for those who don't them. know what lacs is. That's lacrosse. Uh, so that, you're talking about kids that are ages, basically nine and 10. There might be a, an eight year old. I don't think there's any 11 year olds, but basically nine and 10 year olds. Right. So we're kind of right in that ballpark of kind of getting into it and getting it. Um, and we got medals for all the kids This is coming out of our pocket, we bought, bought medals for all the kids of like undefeated season. We thought like, great. And then we we got, I ordered these trophies for like kids statistics, like most ground ball scoop, more points and more things. And some adults kind of heard that we were doing that and they were like, well, Hey, I think everyone should get a trophy. If certain kids are not, it's really, and I listened to their arguments without any judgment. Um, and in the end, we got everybody a trophy. Yeah. Uh, and it was, it was, I think, I think we did the right, made the right decision, by the way. Uh, I know people would, would disagree with me and that's, I totally understand that. I think as you get a little bit older in age, I agree wholeheartedly that there's going to be people that just get those things. I, 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 I do. When I saw the look in the kids' faces who did show up to practice every day, who, who were maybe not quite as athletic as other people, but they did show up, they did participate in the games. They showed up there. They worked hard and what it did for them getting a team spirit award or a, we had like this Ironman award of like maximum effort out there. And we could have made arguments that our top four could have gotten all the trophies, right? Like you probably could have a lot of things, but at that age and so developmental of like, of trying to keep kids into the program and keep them excited about what it was. I mean, they, the parents taking photos of it, of kids putting it on their next to their, their bed stands, making a special space for it. And just how much it changed their lot. Like literally like, the, but like, was like that one less of a participation trophy. And I'm hearing this correctly. If I'm hearing it correctly, well, less of a participation trophy and more of a, here's how you contributed to the team this year. Kind of like me award around. Yes. We made yeah. awards for everyone to get one. Yeah. yeah. Which I, I kind of appreciate that, but I do remember you know, I think maybe like fifth grade was the first time I could think of I got a participation trophy and I didn't even want it. It was like, yeah, everybody on the team just got a trophy said that you played basketball this year. And I'm like, yeah, I don't, I don't yeah. personally, I don't like that. I do think yeah. that the way you positioned it has more value. Um, yes, I agree. But I am curious why you were against it at first. Uh, for the same argument and the reasons why most individuals are against it, which is basically, um, you know, life is unfair, right? It's life is challenging. Not everyone wins people, you know, especially in a game of sport, it teaches you different lessons of life that if there's hardship, there's losses, there's challenges mm-hmm. and people need to go through that. And I, I understand that. 
But at a nine and 10 level, I, again, I, I just, all I have to say is like finding a way to incorporate those kids in there. I think, um, I think we made the right decision. I, again, we could easily, um, and by the way, all of the coaches are very similar to me, which is the first reaction is, is like, no, the f- top five kids are going to get all the, all the awards because yeah. they, they earned that. And then, you know, we just started, you know, you just kind of put yourself and I, I just look at some of these individuals that were on the team and I'm like, and these kids showed up every day. They worked hard. They had an undefeated season. I mean, even, you know, they, they, they delivered what they can and we found ways to support them and, and hopefully their growth as well, too. I do think though, as you start getting a little bit older, I, I mean, the three fours there, five, six, maybe, maybe, but seven, eight, yeah. once you get to seven, yeah. eight in high school, I think seven, eight is like, it gets real competitive. And it's like, I think the way to do it is you make the the awards purely based on statistics yeah. uh, and you give those out. So who got the most points, who got the most goals, who had the most defense, right? And you just make them less subjectary so that it makes it easier to be able to do that. Um, and if you have an undefeated season, everyone should get a trophy for being undefeated. Yeah. Um, but that's because we won the state championship. So everyone should get something from there. Yeah, yeah, that, that's totally different. Um, yeah. It sounds like like you're saying, I mean, there's always a lesson in it, right? But there's the more important lesson for these kids this time around at this age was not to learn how to be like a uh, gracious loser or that life isn't fair. The more important mm-hmm. lesson was yeah. to how yeah. to, yeah. you know, show up, contribute, and then that effort is rewarded. There was a couple of kids actually who didn't get tro- get awards because they didn't fully show up for all the practices in the games. Oh, that's interesting. So- okay. Yep. So that's basically, it was like, if you show effort and show up there, uh, and funny, funny enough, they weren't even at the award ceremony. So like, like, like there, but like they, you know, I I just, that like lack of effort is something that we won't necessarily contribute to. But again, just because I think we tried to find ways for people that were showing up to practices and putting the time and energy into it. Um, and, and supportive. So that's, that's my take on it. Okay. So overall good idea, bad idea. I think it's a good idea to find ways to support people for staying in the game long enough so you can teach them the right lessons. And at some point, I think you transition into uh, more of, again, the if you look at the goal of rec sports, it's designed to introduce people to the sport. So I think you either do it statistically or you find a way like we did to do it. I think just giving somebody a trophy that didn't have a winning season to win a season, we wouldn't do that. Yeah. We all remember we only gave trophies out to begin with because we were undefeated and we won the season. Got it, right. So if we if we had we were no longer if we had just like not won anything, we would not have done any trophies at all. So that's so understand the context there is that we had a winning team and winning teams like to win and they wanted to celebrate that. And we found the way to celebrate. Okay. That. I've got one more question about that. Do you as the parent slash coach, do you have like the sense of like pride we won or undefeated? Or are you able to separate that from Sure, and the team. Uh oh, from a parent. Uh, you know, it's funny. I don't really feel like the pride of like winning. I feel actually way more about the pride of the growth of no. the individuals as leaders. Uh, I feel way more connected to that than I do about the winning. Is just the is like the thing that you're doing on the way to accomplishing who you are. And I think that's way that means way 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 more to me than anything else. I had a parent come up to me yesterday in a picnic that said. And this kid's very talented, um, but he's very, um, he, he's, he can be very rough and, and almost anger towards things like, 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 uh, not just, I'm going to, I'm going to hit somebody more of like, I want to try to hurt you type thing. 
and just this there and this this go around in sports. I mean, she was emotional telling me this that like he completely has changed in his life. His teachers have noticed a huge difference in him. He's supportive of his younger brother, um, and she's like, it has everything to do with the coaching of the team from you guys. Um, and so I can't thank you enough for doing that. And again, he's one of the best players in the team, but he's also like he I, and I've seen it like he has changed dramatically. I mean, his entire that's what I that's why sports is, is so important to me. It also has, it also is, is the reason for me being here today as well. I mean, sports changed my entire life, which people know that story if they don't. I mean, that's, I mean, as a freshman, I, I started playing football and it completely changed the trajectory of my life, gave me confidence, gave me the ability to do things. And so I always think about sports and youth. And so that has a little bit of play in there. So it's sure it's amazing that we, everyone wants to be part of a winning team. It's there. I mean, I've been part of losing teams too, but like it's, it's really fun when when um, you see the progression of these of these kids from their leadership skills. Like the other thing we did, I thought was really neat is we we named three captains every team, and we made sure everyone was a captain. And every we're talking game about what leadership meant. Every game, yep. So everyone got the opportunity to be a leader and feel like it. And you saw the people who wanted to show up and who didn't, right? right? And there's nothing wrong with that. Um, but we give everybody the opportunity to exercise and see and try on a new role, if you will. Yeah. That's awesome. um, yeah. That's what we did. Cool. We by far the most overcoached three four team in probably the country, but it's it was it was. I awesome. mean, you guys. I mean, it's, whatever you did worked. I mean, obviously they they did yes. win the state championship, and there's a ton of growth for the kids. It's all good, but yeah, I mean, you know, I do see some of your emails, and I am like, these kids are really getting out. They're very committed coaches around. <laughs> yes, they are. I mean, it's like it's like literally every game is a Super Bowl. Yeah, it's thought out rotation. I mean, it's yes, yeah, so whatever. I mean, it's fun for you guys too, right? Yeah. Yes. Yes, it is fun to, fun to contribute to the kids in a way. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So we have um, a question from a listener that I would love to ask you. And it's kind of, I mean, maybe it doesn't really go quite with like the, uh, but it kind of does. We're talking about kind of like success to a certain degree, right? Success in sports. This is the question. Um, the deeper I go on my spiritual journey, let me just say for context, this is a business, a high achieving business professional who asked this question. The deeper I go on my spiritual journey, the less I am concerned about external success like money awards or sales goals. I am okay with this new direction in life, but those around me, particularly team members, as well as the boss, are not. How do I navigate this and what should I do? Well, I think for one is most people have an agenda for how you need to, to show up and be. And I think the minute you start changing that, it actually creates fear in other people because they no longer have control over, uh, over you through money. Um, and so when you actually show up in a way, uh, unattached to outcomes, you actually show up the best way that you can, but that can create a lot of fear in business owners or leaders or managers who are not necessarily, um, I wouldn't say confident themselves, but who are, uh, maybe not at that same level understanding that because what they end up doing is they, people like to use money as like a golden handcuff, if you will. Um, or they like to use their positions as one of those. And the minute you start showing up and people feel whether or not you are, um, that they have you emotionally, right. You know what I'm talking about? Like people know whether or not like it's that you want to keep showing up that way. And I think when you, when you, when you let go of the outcome of, of you personally getting anything, I think that can create a uncertainty in people around you. Um, you're, 
other business owners, your family in terms of like, they feel like you're being lackadaisical or that you don't care about them. And it's actually not true. I mean, and ultimately what will end up happening is people's growth. They end up coming and doing a full circle, which means you actually come up and actually supporting probably most likely supporting exactly what you were supporting before you just, the different part of you is doing it. But part of that phase is going through this, almost like this bottom of the circle, which is like, man, like it just, it, it didn't turn me on like it used to. It did, it's really kind of what happens inside is that this, this energy that used to, that used to feed on used to show up and come in from things that you would acquire outside. Call it, you felt better when you got things outside and people naturally, um, uh, linked that to them being successful with either money or with, uh, their job or their leadership or a certain position that they have. And so people end up being worldly, which is really kind of the definition of that is like they show up and they're like, the world actually turns them on. And what I mean, you get what I'm saying. The turns on just means that your energy increases. So when you are getting what you want externally, like things start to increase. So that is a pattern that's happening. And it's almost like the whole, like all of society starts to go down this channel of like, well, if we all just keep getting what we want, then we all feel good. Right. So let's all keep getting what we want. The problem is at some point, I was going to say, and, um, and from an employer's perspective, I mean, that's a great thing, right? For their employees. That's exactly right. And so they get, that. they create certainty that everyone wants to show up and drive forward with create this. money, and it, create yes. revenue for the business. Like an employer loves that, right? I mean, that's why they have employees. And so the, and when that starts going away for the employee, I'm sure they're, I mean, obviously their employer feels it. And then the employee feels that the employer is feeling it. And then it does create this, like this tension that you need to yes. somehow work through. Yeah. Well, before we jump to that, let me just, because then what will happen is like you start to be, it's almost like you almost feel this pull to be rebellious against it. Um, it's almost like it wants to take you to a, like a level of like, I don't want to do anything. Right. And kind of like, I want to do all that. And what what will happen is you go through this phase and you'll end up showing back up and finding that you'll want to contribute for no other reason just to, because you're being asked to or contributing to the moment or anything that you're doing. Cause it's fun to do things. Like you just be bored, not doing things. Um, but that takes a little while to kind of work through. So when you're going through that phase and you start to lose attachment to those things that used to turn you on and they no longer turn you on anymore, just be aware that you'll just hang in there a little bit, like, and just see where the energy flows. Uh, it may, when I say a bit, maybe a year or two or three. And like, as it starts to naturally pick back up, you'll start to be, you'll start to have this internal energy that's just driving you. That's you're, just, you're enjoying what you're doing, regardless of what you're doing. And then in my experience, the more you do that, the actually, the more it puts you in alignment with what you're supposed to do. Um, and so it's actually, you're more in line with, with, with nature, if you want to use that word. Um, the, so I think when you think about like, what do you do? The first thing is, is being aware of the process in the phase that you're in when you're going through this, because I think in that, in that, in that phase, there's almost like this energy that's the opposite energy that tries to pull you away from business. And it's almost like the renunciation of things. And I've, you know, and, and Michael Singer has, has shared with this, I mean, over and over again, that it's not about renunciation because that is a, that is a path people will take in spirituality, but it's the same as going after it. Cause when we start renouncing things, it's literally whether you're renouncing your job or renouncing any, you know, money or renouncing, you know, personal relationships. I don't mean like you walk in there and be like, we're not going to have it. It's just like, you're just like, that's not turning me on anymore. So I'm not going to put any energy towards it. That is the same attitude, by the way, as going after it. It's just the flipped coin of what it is. 
And so what you do is when that shows up, you go, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm, I'm aware of that. I can experience that. That's not really me. It's just a phase that I'm experiencing. I'm going to, I'm going to let that go as well too. And as you do, you'll start to round third and come in there and realize, well, hold on, there's a spot for me that I can show up and you start showing up differently. Um, but again, that, that lack of being able to motivate somebody with things that you have as an owner, as a leader can be, uh, nerving, uh, for it, but rightfully so. I mean, a business is, if you're in business, you need to turn a profit. You need people that are going to show up. So regardless of how you get them to show up is different and lead and motivate other visuals is part of the process of doing that. So when you can no longer lead and motivate people to those directions, um, that does become a challenge for both individuals. Uh, that's where, if you can bring awareness to the situation that's going on there, and I would encourage both people to stay and, and think through those things, um, before, uh, you know, and just see where it goes. You may find yourself where that you separate, you may find that you don't, but just be careful not to, to overreact one way or another, whether you're an owner or whether you are, um, in this particular case, the guy's asking the question, right. Uh, to, to go in there and necessarily think that your life needs to be in a different direction. Cause you may wake up in six months and go made a mistake, right? Like actually that's not what I actually wanted. It wasn't actually to do that. Uh, and my, again, I have to go back to my experience in my life and people that I've, that I, that I model that bring a lot of spirituality into their life. They are very, I mean, that's why Michael Singer wrote the entire surrender experiment, because if you want to find your passion in life, be passionate first, but that's an inside job. And then just bring that in everything. And as you bring that into everything, you ultimately end up along the path that nature has for you or the environment, whatever way you want to look at it. Does that make sense? Uh, yeah, it does. I have a couple questions that are maybe more tactical or, or something. But yeah. so if you're, if somebody is in that phase and they're like, okay, I'm aware that I'm in this phase, I'm okay with it. I'm okay that, you know, maybe I'm not as driven by money or success like I used to be. It's actually a really good thing yeah. because you realize how much you were. Yeah, and then you realize that like how much I was actually allowing something else to drive my life. I always insert that in there because it's important people to recognize that that is amazing, by the way, because very few people actually get to that phase right there. Yes. So if you're in that phase, then how do you, as that person, communicate? Not all leaders or, or employers are these also on these, their own spiritual journey. They're yeah. just, I would say probably most of them are not. So how do you communicate what, or do you even communicate what's going on with you to your employer, um, assuming that you're not in, you know, you're not an entrepreneur or self-employed on your own, right? That's a different story. I'm talking more so about like an actual employee. Remember the, the path for you as, as the individual asking this question is very simple. It's when you're showing up and if you're going to be going to work and you're, and you're showing up there, then you let go of the part of you that's preventing you from enjoying what you're doing while you're in this phase. That becomes your next phase of work. So it just doesn't end. So while you're there, I don't necessarily know if you need to communicate it to everybody, but if you're feeling the lack there, what you want to do is you want to work on what is blocking you from feeling this, because it's not the fact that you're actually going to your job. Seriously, it's not. So there's something else that's switched in there. It just went from one direction to the other, and you're still blocked. It's like this channel in there. So you have to be willing to look at that and go, okay, well, how do I, how do I use this now as my next opportunity to personally grow through business, which means you lean in and this is, and this is, look, this is what will happen. You'll end up improving your life because you end up enjoying what you're doing more, regardless of whether or not you enjoy what you're doing. Does that make sense? You just enjoy what you're doing. 
And what will happen is if, look, if you showed up and you were enthusiastic every day about what you were doing, do you think people notice? Do you think people would want you on your team? Do you think other people would want to get you? Like if you just showed up that way, you will naturally progress the heights way bigger than that. So the advice is, you know, I guess I'm like, I guess that I think that sounds all well and good in an ideal situation. Um, You know, you show up, you make sure that you're contributing in the moment, doing your best, fully engaged if you're going to be at work. But that doesn't necessarily translate to hitting your sales quotas because maybe you're not willing to work 70 hours a week anymore. It doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to go launch three new projects because you're not driven by the need to go put your name on three new projects. Even though leading your day-to-day, you're still enjoying it. So how do you like, reconcile those two things? Well, there, there's two questions there. One is the amount of time and energy you're putting into it. So you just get it realigned with goals with you and your owner or you and your manager, or you or your leader, or you or division owner, whoever it is, or yourself as an owner yourself, just realign your own goals. So that's, that's a, that's a, just a fabrication of like what the goals are in your life, right? Of still showing up there. Every people are in different phases. And then let go of the outcome because your boss may say, that doesn't work for me. So exactly. you need to. That's exactly right. Yes. Yes. That's exactly right. Most people are in different, there's different phases of your life, right? There's, and, and, and people go in, in and out of different phases. And when you do, you have to have a realignment of what that looks like in expectation for, again, if you're in a sales position and all of a sudden you don't want to work you know, you only want to work 20 hours a week. You may have, I'm just making it up, but you may have an expectation that your income may not be the same though. So it's not like you have to understand if I, if I move this level over here, there's another level. And if you're okay with that, that's great, but it's not like, well, I don't want to do this and then this and this and expect this thing. So you just, exactly. Yeah. So there's nothing wrong with any of that. Just again, at the end of the day, the key to all of this is to, is to constantly be aware of what's blocking you from enjoying life. Because at some phase you realize there's nothing that should be able to block you from experiencing this wonderful joy that is like a river that runs through you. And it just keeps getting stronger and stronger. I know it sounds super airy and deep. It's just not though. Like it's already like when you people get what they want, they get turned on. They feel great. You can feel that way times a hundred every single moment and just gets stronger and stronger. And then you bring that into whatever you do. And again, in my, in my experience, the more you can let go of that part of you that's blocking that, the more you actually fall in line with what you're supposed to be doing and opportunities will just show up. Um, I don't mean just show up, like it just, you, they just will, like you'll, you'll see them and, and life unfolds exactly what, the way it's supposed to. Look, we have actually no idea how life's supposed to unfold. We don't, right? Like we our 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 minds have made up how life should be unfold. You know what the most beautiful thing about a moment is, Hallie? Mm-hmm is that mo- a moment just shows up. And the really neat thing about a moment or the most beautiful thing about a moment is that if there's 10 of us in the room, 10 of us are going to have different experiences about that moment. And 10 of us are going to experience what we don't like about that moment slightly different or experience what we like about that moment slightly different. And what the whole thing about all that is, is that when you are experiencing that moment, you, it's, it's like your path is illuminated for what you need to work on from the moment. So the moment shows up, whether it's in business, whether it shows up at home and all of a sudden that moment will illuminate something within you that you go, that didn't, didn't settle well. That's your, that's what you work on. And that's the same thing you bring into, into life. And that's why the moment is so precious for anybody to be able to see that is because it's actually highlighting 
what they individually need to work on because it is an individual experience that you're having, even though you're tied to all of consciousness. That's why it can look different and feel different. It's almost like the rock shot test, right? Like when you see an ink blot, what do you see? I see bananas or I see a vacation or I see a lack of a baseball that my parents never bought me, right? Everyone sees something different based on their perception of what their experiences are. But then we translate that somehow into thinking that we know how life should be, which we really don't. We, we What we know is the way life should be in order for me to feel good so my energy patterns or my things in here don't get hit or blocked so I don't feel this lack of energy. That's really what people are doing. That's what, they're not wrong. It just doesn't really work altogether. And so the more you can understand that, the more you can bring that into practice every day. Yeah, I love that. That was a great example. But I mean, in, in, in any reality is the, the, again, the moment is the gift for you. The, the whole, I think the purpose of people's lives is to evolve. And the purpose of people's lives is also to raise the moment up when it's asked of you. Um, and so, I mean, that we, we've talked about whether that's from raising the moment up in sports to trophies, to schools, to being in work, it's all the same. It's just all the, what you're doing to raise the moment up and to contribute to what it is. Um, you know, and if you, if, if you know somebody that needs to listen to this, I mean, share it with them. I mean, again, that's the whole essence of why Hallie and I are spending our time doing this is to give the opportunity to people to, to hear this, that, you know, that needs to hear this, that can raise their own moment up. So thank you for listening. Hey everybody, before you go, Hallie and I wanted to ask you for a favor as business owners, you understand that reviews and testimonials are an essential part of growing your business and reaching new audiences. Well, from two business owners to another we would be incredibly grateful if you could support us by leaving a review. It does really help us get the podcast in the hands of other conscious business owners. So thank you.